Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matters. This is Denise Harlow, and as most of you know, our, our middle daughter, Lauren Carreras, had a baby. So, ah, oh, poor thing. She just doesn't get sleep and doesn't have time. So she's sitting out this season for uh, of the podcast. But we have got some awesome people that you're also going to get to glean wisdom from. And I'm really excited today because... I am visiting my new grandson, Caleb Thomas, and I am here interviewing with Debbie Bro. Now, Debbie and Mike Bro have been married for 42 years, yeah, and they have been in ministries of all different kinds, including youth ministry and senior ministry and preaching and um, they lived in Kentucky, I know that, in Illinois. Um, he was one of the preaching pastors at Willow Creek for a while, and he's still in Vegas. in Vegas, yeah, and and he is still preaching, but they are actually uh, out here in California helping their kids with the their church, and it's going great out here at Mission Church. But uh, I just wanted you to hear from Debbie today because she has experienced many different seasons in life, especially in ministry. So welcome, Debbie. We're so happy that you're here and willing to share with us all. So um, why don't you just kind of share with us some of the surprises that you experienced in ministry that you you weren't expecting because you didn't grow up in a pastor's family, right? Right. 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 And so you met Mike what in college or when did you all meet? Well, we actually met in youth group when we were in high school. So, oh, cool. Uh, yep. We we uh, our lives were really affected by the youth ministry that we were in. Uh, in high school, and we both left for college and went to Bible college, and um, Mike, uh, he felt, we both fell in love with God, probably, um, I would say, during our high school years, and then we went off, and Mike, he loves, he loved to preach, he found that out uh, in college, we would go on weekends, and he would, he would preach, we were with a group called Evangels, so I think he was 17 or 18 when he started preaching. Oh, a baby. <laughs> yeah, he was a baby, so, uh, yeah, but we, uh, Mike did youth ministry for 12 years, so that was fun, he loved that, and had a hard time giving that up, and still loves to teach and uh, preach to to college age, high school, whatever. He'll accept wow. anything from, and it still does at Mission Church. He'll, yeah. he'll do whatever they ask him, but that's his passion. And so I guess, um, you know, through the years, uh, because we, we didn't grow up in ministry, uh, we just, Mike asked me one time, um, you know, when we were in college, he says, do, do you think that just a normal guy who loves Jesus can uh, you know, preach and teach and, or do you have to kind of fit this mold? Mm. And I said, well, I don't know either, but I think that sounds good to me. I think that's, you know, your heart's the main thing. So we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I can remember when the preacher used to come to our door, uh, 
when I was a little girl, you know, mom would get real nervous <laughs> and she'd go put how great thou art on the piano. <laughs> get the family Bible out. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we really were, uh, you know, we were really naive going into ministry. And I guess what, you know, God has taught me through the years is, is focus on Jesus. You yeah. know, people are messy and I'm messy Mm-hmm. And uh, let's focus on Jesus because he's, he's the one that's perfect. People aren't perfect. And just focus on him and let him, you know, nourish our souls. And so that's, yeah. been a, that's been a lesson that we learned along the way. Yes, because people will disappoint you. Oh, yes. People will disappoint. We'll disappoint ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, we're big. We through the years, we've we've wanted to cultivate humility and gratitude uh, in our own lives. That's been that's been huge. We just we just feel like that really honors God. Is when part of our surrender is understanding the peace that humility and gratitude play. And so, when you look at ministry through those eyes, it's it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you look through ministry through the eyes of Jesus, and you see broken people everywhere, and you don't have these high expectations, you just know that God has placed you there to minister to uh, to one another. I think it really helps to go in with not with cynicism, right. <laughs> you know, um, just with a heart that's humble and grateful for what God has done and then however he wants to use us and however messy it it gets it's it's okay let's just continue to cultivate that humility and gratitude so it's hard (laughs) hard sometimes but it's it's uh been if we focus on that and keep returning to that and keep encouraging each other with that it it really has helped I really like that because sometimes people will try to place you on a pedestal, Mm. some people, um, and some people will give you, I I don't know if you want to call it perks or special things, and we've just always felt so blessed to, to get to do anything special or whatever because of ministry, but you have to keep reminding people, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. My parents were wonderful at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people will disappoint, and uh, we just got to keep our eyes on Jesus. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, keeping a, a heart of humility. I mean, like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And also one of the, the verses that I've come to love um, – has been out of John 15, and it's just uh, where Jesus says, uh, you know, abide in me, mm-hmm. and uh, that you can do nothing apart from me. And so, uh, so that has really, that has really been a focus for me. I've, I've tried to just not go there when, you know, other things try to take take the place and I try to abide in other things <laughs> even mm-hmm. ministry I you just can't oh, it just point. yeah it just doesn't fulfill you so um and so he is the vine we are the branches and so it's he's our nourishment so whether it's ministry or what whatever it is he's our nourishment and so that I try to remember to just keep going back to him for nourishment not for the 
perks or, you know, people telling you that they love you because of this or that, you yeah. know, uh, because I know that, that that's not always going to be the case, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so I just keep, um, I would just encourage everybody just to keep going back to him for your nourishment. The one thing along the way that, that, and it sounds so simple, but that has helped me so much uh, to accept myself and um, and to know that God accept, accepts me, um, that he gives me security, uh, that he gives me significance uh, in this life, and he gives me my identity as a uh, much-loved child of his. So when I can abide in that, in those truths and know that his love is unconditional, Mm. um, and keep my eyes on those things and those truths, it really does nourish my soul. But the other thing is just the 24 seven awareness that Jesus is with me and that he'll never, ever, ever leave me. So whether I'm doing ministry or whether, whether life is just hard and, you know, Things are happening, people you love die, and, uh, you know, whether it's just life, just to keep our eyes on Jesus and uh, to know that he's never, ever going to leave us. And that living in union with him that way, uh, 24-7, instead of just, oh, I'm going to do my Bible study now, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, I'm going to go serve now, but just that conscious awareness that he's always with me, um, has really helped me through the years. And uh, I don't know, I just cling to him now in that just, uh, you know, whenever uh, life happens or ministry messes up or whatever, I just cling to that and hold tight to him. Yeah, that's really good. I really, I like that. You mentioned finding your identity in Jesus alone. And and I, I feel like today it's such a struggle for young women mm-hmm. to find their identity. Um, there's so much insecurity mm-hmm. um, in this world, whether it's wrapped up in how you look or your finances or you know how successful, whatever that is, you are in life or ministry or whatever. Um, do, can you tell me a little more about um, that journey? Um, just reminding yourself and getting back to God as being your identity. What what was that like for you? Can you share some tips or helps or anything with the girls out there on that? Probably 20 years ago, I went through something called Freedom in Christ Ministries. And then lots of you are familiar with Beth Moore and Breaking Free. (laughs) And so together, those two um, ministries combined the scriptures that were a part of of those teachings really uh, set me free mm-hmm. uh, from the bondage of who who am I and you know am I a preacher's wife and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. But it just freed me to know that I'm a much loved child of His. That's where my identity comes from, and those scriptures um, that uh, some of them I put to memory just because you know every day we get bombarded with. Um, you know, the lies, the counterfeit yeah. of mm-hmm. our identity, whether it's on a billboard or whether it's in a song or whether it's yeah. in a commercial, mm-hmm. um, we get bombarded with the counterfeit. And so it's important for me to 
know these scriptures and to um, to to really you, you know like Beth Moore said just re-wallpaper your mind with the truth of who you are mm-hmm. and uh, just let that sink down deep into your soul and that that has that probably began uh, the journey for me of of that 24/7 union with Christ and just just wanting whether it was just meditating on a verse all day mm-hmm. <laughs> or whether it was an in-depth Bible study whatever it was uh, the intentionality of knowing that he was with me and uh, just re-wallpapering my mind with the truth which is that you know I am precious to him and uh, that goes that just has that really has um, just ministered to me so much. And so, you know, when I get down or when I lose focus or when I can't see Jesus, <laughs> I can hear those scriptures coming up, you know. Mm. Uh, and he gently reminds me, the Holy Spirit will bring them to mind and he'll g- gently r- remind me, you know, uh, to focus on him and to abide in him. Apart from him, I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my nourishment comes from. And a few verses down from where Jesus says, abide in me, he says, or remain in me, some version says, he, he says also to remain in my love. And I love that because over and over again, um, I would look in, in the commentary before we had Google. <laughs> and I would look up love scriptures and, and I would just write them down because I needed to know that God loved me. I, I wanted to know that. And I knew that was going to be foundational for my growth was to believe that he unconditionally loved me. Hmm. And um, so that's kind of that's kind of been my practice. I've just, um, I think all of us have different um you know, stories. So my story is different than, you know, your story. So right. there were, I knew what my weaknesses were. I knew where I really uh, needed to grow and needed to remind myself. And so I, I would look up those scriptures and then I would put as many of them to memory as that I could so that the Holy Spirit could bring them to mind. Um, so, and, and that I was unconditionally loved and accepted was one of those. And so I tried to memorize as much as I could of, of those kind of verses. That's good. I love how you mentioned, uh, she said, re-wallpapering her mind. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you think about, you know, a gross room in the house or whatever that you repaint or wallpaper or whatever, you have to have something new to mm-hmm. replace yes. it with and cover it up. And that's where the scriptures and the scripture memory is so Mm -hmm. key Mm -hmm. because we have to, you know, we have to take every thought captive and we have to stop those negative lies, but we need to replace them Mm -hmm. with God's truth. So I really love that analogy. So yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Scripture says of itself, you know, that it's living and active, you know, sharper than a double-edged sword. So, I, I I just said, okay, if, if it's living and active, then let's let it do its work. And uh, it really does. It just really is alive. And if it's alive, it can change us and it can transform us and it can re-wallpaper our mind. So it's it's been pretty amazing that way. So I, I love God's word. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all about... Uh, 
pointing people to God's word and just, you know, how it leads, guides, protects, gives us wisdom, uh, leads us to Jesus, you know, I just love God's word. Yeah, it's a manual and a light to our path. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, if you were just um, going to give any encouraging words to any of the young women out there, whether they're serving on a church staff or their husband's a pastor, whatever it might be, um, how would you encourage them then today? Well, I would for sure encourage you to, you know, abide in Jesus. Um, There's a new, not a new teaching, but I kind of had an enlightenment through the last uh, several years, and maybe it'll help you and maybe it won't. Maybe you already know this, but the fruits of the Spirit that are mentioned in Galatians 5, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, you know, self-control, all of those, those are what we produce when we abide in the vine. Uh, but we, and, and it touches our world. It, you know, it, it, uh, it touches our world. Jesus can touch the world through us, but it also touches our soul, the fruits of the Spirit, when he is producing them in us. It, 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 it just, um, it frees us. It, it, I, the only way I know it to say is it nourishes our soul. It also blesses mm-hmm. others, but it, it nourishes our own soul. Um, but, and then, so that, that, that's the fruits of the spirit. And then there's also the gifts of the spirit, which I, sometimes I think the church focuses too much on, um, not too much on, maybe just focuses over the fruits of the spirit. I think, I think it's so important to know that, uh, the fruits of the spirit are, are so, much more than the gifts. And I think if you if you read 1 Corinthians 13, he talks about gifts and mm-hmm. they can be a clanging cymbal or a resounding gong, mm-hmm. you know, if we don't have love. So the the one thing that I've learned through the years is when we focus too much on our gifts and not on on when we focus too much on the gifts of the spirit over the fruits of the spirit, it's going to leave it leave us very dry and it can leave us very disillusioned and so I begin to see people not through their gifts and maybe nobody else did that (laughs) but I would see somebody with this amazing gift and I would think oh that's so amazing and uh, they must have such an awesome relationship with God but what God has been teaching me uh these last few years is Jesus said you will know them by their fruit not their gifts Mm. and so that's helped clear up a lot of sometimes confusion for me not growing up in a preacher's family you know and thinking that oh they're perfect and they're on this pedestal so and you know that's it's just really been um, something that the Holy Spirit has just been teaching me lately is um you know, your gifts are meant, they're an outward manifestation to bless this world, but they're only a clanging symbol, you know, next to the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. And so cling to Jesus, rest in Him, abide in Him, do the 24-7 awareness, the union that we have with Him. 
uh, so that he can produce those fruits in us. And those fruits nourish our soul, but they also nourish our world. You know, that's what the world needs yes. to see. Yeah. And then your gifts take on a special meaning then mm-hmm. when the fruits are displayed in our life. Um, then I think the gifts take on, um, you know, a more supernatural meaning uh, because when you get off that stage or, you know, (laughs) the people see the fruits of your life and that's what really matters. Gifts, anybody can get on stage and preach a sermon or sing a song, you know, but it's how do you treat your neighbor, (laughs) you know, or, you know, just the just who you are and uh, how they build our character. And sometimes, sadly, I mean, if we're honest, people can get discontent or jealous of Mm -hmm. other gifts. Mm -hmm. But how often are they really paying attention to the fruit Mm -hmm. of the spirit that is coming off different people? I mean, that is just so interesting. That's truly what we should be longing for Absolutely. in our life. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that un- that uh, teaching. When, you know, people come to me sometimes and they're confused about their gifts and they want to do something. They want to use their gifts, you know. And I, I just told someone the other day, you know, the gift of encouragement, that is so amazing. That touched my life when I was a little girl with freckles and braces and didn't feel pretty. And I was nine or 10 and my Girl Scout leader said, looked at me and said, Debbie, you have a pretty smile. Mm. And you know, 50 years later, I can remember that I know what car we were in. I know the driveway we were in. And so sometimes I think we think of gifts as, you know, oh, I'll have to sing or play the piano or you know have this great teaching or you know we think of gifts we think of the upfront gifts whereas the what the harvest that these gifts of encouragement um and just loving others and serving others that what they do to our soul (laughs) is just so amazing. So I don't want to discount the upfront gifts because I have everybody in my family has an upfront gift, (laughs) but me. (laughs) Yeah, but I love that. And and I know Um, God uses that, but I also know that the fruits of the spirit trump the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. Mm. I, I love that. That's, that's good. We should be, um, we should be just striving to feed the spirit in us and living by the spirit. I mean, every day I find myself praying, you know, God help me to live in the spirit and be aware, you know, just be aware and, and, and make decisions that would please him and words that come out of my mouth because, you know, we can sometimes choose not to and so I I love that so there's two things I when I get up in the morning that I usually say to myself is okay Lord I want to grasp your love more today (laughs) because the I think the apostle Paul says oh that you would be able to grasp how high and long and wide and deep is the love of God so I know that I'll never be able to grasp all of it you know in this lifetime but it does make a difference the more that I can grasp. So, Lord, I want to grasp your love. 
today. And then I want to grow in your wisdom, you know, and I love, I love God's wisdom and, and it goes with loving God's word, but I just love his wisdom and how he leads and guides with it, how he protects our heart. You know, it's just, um, it's, there's a verse in, I can't remember if it's Psalms or Proverbs, but it's by wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it's established, and through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and precious treasures. Mm. And, you know, those rare and precious treasures aren't antiques, you know, yeah. or expensive furnishings. <laughs> yeah. You know, those rare and precious treasures really are the fruits of the Spirit uh, in your home, how you treat each other, how you love each other, how you forgive each other, how you say you're sorry you know, and so uh, I just love that reminder every morning, Lord, help me to grasp your love and to grow in your wisdom, because really, I, I want people to know the rare and precious treasures that you produce in uh, doing life your way, you know. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, this has uh, just been so encouraging to me, so I hope it's been encouraging to you out there. And I just really appreciate Debbie and her own ministry because, yes, her husband preaches all over. Her daughter, you you may have heard her daughter, which um, speaks a pretty big demand right now. I mean, Jody Hickerson mm -hmm. is her daughter, and her and her husband minister here. And then you're... Um, other kids they're pretty talented too so yeah so she's not you know she's speaking from a, a loving heart this isn't uh, this is family that she's yeah. got that's uh, that's up front but uh, I just really appreciate you sharing that because we if we keep our eyes on Jesus we keep living in the spirit and growing um letting the fruit of the spirit just flow out of us. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that a lot. So, well, thanks for tuning into Momentum. For more information and encouragement, you can check out momentum.net or deniseharlow.com. And uh, I'm on Instagram or Facebook too, just trying to encourage you out there. So thanks for tuning in. Mm -hmm.